Carol was always interested in really understanding what unschooling was all about, being on your own curriculum, figuring it out on your own. And that's one of the reasons why a gap year was such a great fit for her. And she tells all about her experience halfway through her gap year about how things went. Take a listen. sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. everybody today I have a phenomenal guest with me Carol Zhu and she's coming to us mid gap year so she's currently on her gap year and I'm so excited for her to share some of her learnings on her journey to making the decision to take a gap year and some of the really fun things that she has been up to and what are the pieces of herself that have grown and what are some of the lessons that she's learned on this journey so thanks for joining Carol I'm very excited. This Ama- is super fun. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself just so we get to, to know a little bit about Carol? I'm, I'm, my name is Carol. I'm currently taking a gap year before going off to university and I'm about four months into it right now since it's December. Uh, yeah, I just graduated from grade 12 last year so this will be a gap year between high school and university. Um, that's about it. Wonderful. <laughs> that's so great. Um, so this is really, really fresh for you. You're only four months into your gap year. And yeah. uh, I think something that's always interesting for listeners is to understand how you came about the idea of taking a gap year. Was this something that had been on your radar for a long time or did it pop up for you at the last minute? As you could say, it's been on my radar a long time, but yeah, so I've wanted to take a gap year since about grade eight, and at that time, it was just like I was going through kind of a research phase about Sudbury schools and other alternative education options, but I'm going to talk about Sudbury schools in particular. So in grade eight, like a lot of people at my age, I assume I was very fed up with going to school, Um, and then Basically, unlike traditional schools, I found out that in a Sudbury school, the schools kind of run like a democracy with votes from the student body on decisions of what to do within the school. And then the students all get to decide individually what they get to do with their time. For example, play outside, play inside, take classes, go online, etc. And nobody's age seg- segregated, so there's no grade one, grade two, grade three system. Everyone can interact with anyone at any time. And it's actually working pretty well when wherever it's been implemented. And you can read about the studies of the benefits of Sudbury schools online. Anyways, I also came across this little detail about students that transition from tra- traditional schools to Sudbury schools. And it was just called the process of de-schooling. 
basically at first they tended to predictably do what the kids with sudden unrestrained freedom would do, play video games all day and sit on their butts all day. But slowly they found that over a few months or sometimes years, they, the kids started to adapt to this and become more curious and self-sufficient and more gained, a, gained the ability to self-regulate. And they would take courses themselves on math, art, writing, and teach themselves, interact with other kids and stuff. And um, usually in terms of taking courses, they would complete them in months as opposed to years that it would usually take schools to get through one of these courses. And they'd get a lot out of the Sudbury school experience. And again, I can't remember specific stories, but if you want more details, do the research on that yourself. But so basically in grade eight, I knew I couldn't go to a Sudbury school because there were none in my area, but I did want a D school. So that's when my mind first went to taking a gap year as an option, as a way to experience things I'd missed from going to public school. And that's when I first started to try and convince my parents that this is a good idea, mom, like, let me take a year off from school. I, I think that's that's fascinating. We see a lot of it. Uh, I don't know if other people see it in their like Facebook feeds, but um, I get a lot of those things too with like these unrestricted kindergarten classes and forest schools. And we're really starting to see an emergence of that unstructured play and that unstructured mm -hmm. learning really resurfacing. Um, so I think it's really interesting that you made that association and you realize that um, in your community, the accepted path was formalized schooling, but you were craving uh, some unstructured learning and an opportunity to take a little bit more control of your time and of your life. Is, is that accurate? Yeah, I think that's like something all kids do get at this stage, like with traditional schooling being the most common form of schooling, especially like all over the world, actually. And I think that a lot of kids a lot of my friends also felt kind of the same way about school. So yeah, I would say that that is pretty much the case. I like the fact that you brought up the idea that like all of your friends or a lot of your friends also had this same inkling, but yeah. I'm betting a lot of them didn't choose to take a gap year. So I'm wondering if you could just think about maybe why you were able to make the decision to do something different and your other friends chose to take the more traditional path. Is there something in your life, uh, a skill set or an experience or support from your family that allowed you to journey on a pathway that's different than the traditional schooling? Yeah, pretty much. I'd say that I was pretty lucky in that way. And actually, surprisingly, I had, I was in a friend group of like, I was one of four kids in a friend group in high school that um, like we were really close. I mentioned these three particularly because we, they were the closest friends I had in high school. And surprisingly, three of us out of four didn't go to university this year. So actually my friends did in one way or another end up taking a year off, <laughs> like That's an extra year at least. But I was pretty lucky in that like my parents were initially like thinking that it's the traditional way to just go to school and go to university, but then I wore them down over the years and thankfully they were very understanding of that. Yeah. 
And, and what was it? Was it your persistence that uh, convinced them in the end that this was a good reason? Or what, was, what were the, the arguments or the thoughts that you put before them that helped them to understand why this was important to you? In particular, I think it was just uh, bringing up like the benefits of a gap year. Like statistically, it's proven that like kids who do a gap year tend to like be more mature when they enter university, um, have more like life skills and ability to handle themselves and manage their time. Uh, also, a lot of kids who take a gap year are shown to have better grades than peers who had, had not taken a gap year. And things like um, a lot of the kids who have taken a gap year would complete their program before, like unexpectedly, like faster than most other kids who just didn't take a break. So also it would just be like helping, helping burn out a lot, which is something that I experienced a lot at the end of high school, just burning out and not wanting to like study anymore so yeah just bringing up the kind of the logical um, research that I've done in support of a gap year and then eventually my parents ended up doing their own research and which made them more convinced of it and they agreed to let me do it. I think that's great and now did you apply to university in your grade 12 year or have you still yet to do that? Yes, yes I did apply to university in my grade 12 year um so actually like what I found out in grade 12 was that you could actually apply to university um most universities will allow you to uh, apply for a deferral after you get in which is basically like hey if you want to take a gap year then this is what you have to do and for some universities it's like you have to send them an email for some it's it's like filling out an online form for the university that I ended up accepting, which is Waterloo Software Engineering. Uh, I, in Waterloo, you had to send in an online application. There was a link to it. And then I filled out that application and I sent it in. And then that's how I ended up getting to do a gap year. I think that's important for a lot of the listeners to understand that a yeah. lot of universities do have this option. So if there is a fear that you're not going to go back to university and you want that safety net, or you would like the support of your guidance counselors through the application process to university or college, that you can apply in your grade 12 year. And then upon receiving that acceptance, look into the opportunities to defer, which means that instead of attending this September, they will accept you for the following September. So you essentially have a year to uh, take a gap year and to do something other than be a full-time student, which I think is really reassuring for a lot of parents and something that not a lot of people know is an option. And people are shocked when they hear like programs that have that are very competitive, like software engineering at Waterloo, still have this option. There's this fear that if if I don't get in now, I'm never going to get in, and that's kind of the the end of the story when that's not actually true. So thank you so much for sharing uh, about yeah, that definitely. that process because I think it's important that people realize that this is an option and it's not overly complicated. Um, if whether it's a link or an email or some of them will require uh, a description of what you plan on doing on your year so that they know that uh, you're not going to be sitting 
sitting on the couch uh, playing video games all day every day. Um, yeah. They but- do need you to provide a description, basically, uh, for my for my deferral at least for Waterloo, and then um, so basically I just had to describe like what I would be doing in my gap year and like my plans for it. Um, it doesn't matter if your plans do end up changing. It's just just that they need to know that you actually like have something in mind and don't just aren't just planning to sit on your butt all day and on the couch watching tv or Uh, if it if you could like you could do that and then just say like oh this will benefit me in this way because for example like i'll i'll recover from burnout by sitting on my my couch watching netflix Yeah. And I think that's really important is, is the idea of having a plan, whether it's for your deferral or just in general, so that you have some sort of idea. Um, One of the things that we at the Canadian Gap Year Association offer is a gap year planning tool to help people to uh, plan out their year to set some goals for their year. And so whether it's in conversation with your parents, convincing them that a gap year is a good idea and that you will be productive on that year or for your university deferral uh, or for just putting a concrete plan. I think it's important that people understand the resources that are out there. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. So if you are interested in in getting access to a planning toolkit, we can definitely support with that. So I think that's a really great segue into uh, maybe sharing a little bit about what you've been up to on your gap year. Um, What are some of the things that you have now on your gap year made some space for and and why did you pick those activities? Um, So like in four months so far, I just, uh, so far I've just been working on a lot of things that I never had the time to before. I've always wanted to get into machine learning. I, I like coding, which is why I applied to software engineering. And I just, um, I wanted to get into machine learning, but I've never had the time to put in the intense amount of learning that understanding it would require. I tried looking up online tutorials and stuff, but it was just, a lot of them were either too simplified or too difficult for a high school student. Um, so what I ended up doing was taking a couple of online courses. Um, there's this really good one on Coursera. Coursera has some really good machine learning courses. Um, and then now that I've earned a few machine learning certificates and gained some skills, I'm starting my first machine learning project, which for for the project ideas, I just went on Kaggle and then looked for like one that would be suitable for a beginner to start learning. And then Kaggle has a lot of good idea for just like machine learning projects and they also provide data sets if you're looking for that kind of thing by the way. Um, Likewise I've always wanted to get better at singing for a long time and I finally had the time to get a singing coach. Um, I've taken up rock climbing and I now go several times a week which is something that I would not have been able to do in high school as well. Um, I attended a few parties and social gatherings with friends who are in grade 12 and grade 13 at my old school which is not something I did a lot of in high school because I mostly just focused on academics. And yeah, I was a bit of the nerd archetype in school, but in my defense, so was half my school. We were pretty academic school. So this time I just, in my gap year, I started being able to hang out with people, which actually helped a lot. Um, Another thing I started doing was I managed to find a tutoring job 
and I've applied for a few other jobs so far, but unfortunately I, ha I haven't heard back from those ones yet. Um, I took up writing again, which is a hobby that I used to do a lot when I was a kid, but then I just quit in high school because, again, I had no time. Most, mostly I've just been settling down into a comfortable routine without having school. Um, in the future, I'm planning on traveling more, maybe volunteering abroad with a gap year program and finishing up on the last of my machine learning courses. And I also plan on like applying to more jobs and keeping up the routine that I've built. Thank you so much for, for sharing all those. I love the balance of activities that you've been able to put into your gap year. You have things that are working your artistic side. You have things that are working your more analytical side. You have pieces for your physical health. You've got back to hobbies that you had to put on the back burner while you were studying. You have opportunities for earning and building a resume. And so I I think it's really neat the way that you've been able to build out this very well-rounded gap year activities that are helping you to stay well-rounded and, and not be too immersed in the academic side of things now that you have a little bit more time and a little bit more opportunity to, um, to support all of the different parts of who you are. And it's really nice to hear that you're getting back into things or you're making more time for the things in your life that really kind of light you up or excite you. Uh, things like your singing and your writing that you've been able to bring back into your life. And I think that's one of the the gifts that gap year can give to to people who may feel that they're losing themselves in in their studies a little bit. Um, so I think that's really, really incredible. Um, Absolutely. And um, and, and so something else that I love hearing about your story is that it's not centered around travel, uh, because there is this glamorized version of what a gap year is that it's, it's thousands of dollars and you jump on a plane and you strap on a backpack and you're gone for forever. And, uh, and your experience is much more the typical Canadian experience. Uh, and, and the fact that you're planning to travel, that's the, that's the typical pathway where folks will head abroad for uh, about three, three weeks to three months somewhere later in the year to, to have some sort of uh, international experience. A lot of them will volunteer abroad as well um, to, to get, to experience expand on their their gap year experience beyond their local stuff so I think that's yeah that's really I definitely great. like I definitely started off um in grade eight thinking that I would travel a lot but then as I um as I thought about it more throughout high school I was like that's not really what I feel like I definitely want to do and that's that's okay if anyone else feels the same way it doesn't have to be like traveling and it doesn't have to be staying at home and getting back to things that you've done before. It could be a mix of those things or neither. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I love in, in a previous conversation we had, we, you talked a little bit about slowing down and being okay with slowing down. Um, I don't know if you wanted to, to touch on that at all, because that's something that really resonated with me last time we spoke. So do you want to share a little bit about that sentiment? Oh yeah, sure. Like as, as a kid who's just like been mostly, um, 
been mostly like focused on grades and extracurriculars and achieving stuff in high school. I just, I had like this intense fear of missing out and slowing down, which is um, something that I ended up, I actually ended up getting cold feet at the end of grade 12 around taking a gap year because of this. And this was actually after I had sent in my application for a gap year, which was kind of inconvenient since I'd already made that decision and gotten accepted to do a gap year. So I was just, uh, I was just worried that like, what if, what if like taking a gap year was just a waste of time? And what if I ended up taking it? And then um, it turns out that all the friends that I had right now had already gone on to achieve like greater things, um, like more paranoid and niche fears of mine were just like, what if the one year that I missed caused me to cause the job market to plummet and then that caused me to like not be able to find a job in my field uh things like that just really worried me because um i just always had this intense fear of missing out and these fears weren't really all that rational or grounded at all it was just um it was just all rooted in a fear of missing out and there wasn't really a magic pill to get over these fears. I just had to commit to a decision, go to uni or take a gap year. And after I committed to it, well, after the deadline passed, it was like, okay, I've committed to taking a gap year and now I just have to find out how to make the most of it. And that was, that was the only thing that really managed to dispel most of my anxieties about taking a gap year. And I think there's incredible learning that comes out of that experience as well. Like you speak of committing to a decision and in working with so many young people, I find that that is something that causes a lot of anxiety and a lot of worry is committing to something. And a lot of people have been fed the message of you need to keep all of your doors open and closing doors is bad and it's going to lead to gloom and doom and you don't want to do that. So keep all your doors open at all times. And that's yeah. not, that's not reality. And that can put a lot of undue stress on us as we do have to close doors or we do have to make decisions and making decisions isn't a bad thing it's a skill that you have to acquire. And I think a gap year is a really great way to really hone that skill because you are moving from a situation where you're in high school and here's eight courses you can choose from into you have a full year to do whatever you want. And the decision-making process is happening on such a frequent basis that you get a lot of practice and you can develop a lot of confidence in that decision-making. Um, do have any comments on on being able to make decisions now versus when you first started your gap year? I didn't know that it was the right decision when I made it, but I know it was now. Well, actually, I know that either decision would have been the right one, but I mean that it was the right decision in the sense that I'm I'm enjoying this a lot right now, and I don't regret anything, and I like being able to de-stress. Um, I'm also thinking it was a good decision because my program is gonna be five years long, which is five years straight of alternating between working in a co-op and school, like Waterloo does it. And it's going to be intense, so I'm glad that I took the chance to take a break from everything right now. Um, also, surprisingly, I've been talking with a few of my friends who made 
made it into the same program that I did, but went this year. And then uh, this friend in particular, she told me that uh, a lot of her class were, had taken a gap year or had taken several years off because of various reasons, like maybe laws in their country or just because like they needed to take, a, they wanted to take a grade 13 or they needed to. Um, they took a year off to work or travel or something. And then it ended up being that actually a large portion of her class was um, older than 18 and hadn't just come out of grade 12. So you're not, I kind of learned that you aren't really missing out on too much and you won't be like the oldest in your class if you just take one year off. Yeah. And and similar, going back to the conversation around the Sudbury schools about being segregated and, and working in a traditional school system, you are with students who are within one year of you for your the majority of your education. And going into post-secondary, it's not like that. And But, but coming out of grade 12, you have an assumption that it will be like that. Uh, so I think that's a great yeah. thing to really bring up that you're going to be it, when you go to university, whenever that happens to be, you're going to be surrounded with people of all ages, whether they are um, adults that have gone back to school or people who have taken a couple years off or people who fast-tracked and are in younger. Um, so it really is going to be a more diverse population and, and the experiences that you're bringing after taking a gap year are going to be valuable experiences to your cohort. Very cool. I like that. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious if you have uh, any other obstacles that were in your way for taking a gap year. You talked about the self-doubt being uh, a big piece. Were there other things that got in the way of you deciding to take a gap year or any barriers that you've experienced while on your gap year? Um, I wouldn't say that like besides just like having a lot of anxiety around making that decision, and then before that, like trying to convince everyone in my life that I was going to do it. Um, besides those two, I wouldn't say that there were like too many obstacles around taking a gap year. But like once I had taken a gap year, I I started to like seek out advice from friends who had taken a gap year before me. Uh, one of them like told me that it was just like you if since you're not in a structured environment that you have to go to for six hours every day um you do tend to get a little lonely if you don't reach out to friends first so just anything that helps uh for example like just text a friend one day and say like hey do you want to grab a coffee or something that just like things like that tiny little things will help and yeah i've found that that is the case i've been been more social but i've been seeing people less because i haven't been in that structured environment but yeah if it that is one thing that i realized is it's, it's way easier to be alone but it's also fairly easy to not be alone if you have friends that you could just like hang out with or even just like strangers for example going to rock climbing i just at the rock climbing gym that I go to, there's just always people there and I just talk to them. Uh, that's also something that I've been doing a lot and it's helped me like be able to have casual conversation with strangers a lot e more easily. Yeah, stuff like that. I 
I really like that because people underestimate how hard it is to make friends as an adult. Uh, you, when you're in school, you have these kind of forced friends or, or friends of convenience because you see them on a regular basis. And then when you step out of that system and you uh, become a, an adult in the workforce or uh, in other places, the ability to make social connections in a different way are is very different. And so you're really honing a skill that's going to really support you as you move forward in life and to learn how to maintain friendships when you're not in a forced environment like school um, is, is a great skill to have and, and to be able to make new friends or make new casual acquaintances and to be social um, I think is, is such a great skill. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that too because I think that's an underestimated skill because um, we assume that you'll just always have friends and always um, be a around friends, but to, to hone that to cultivate new relationships is a really, really solid skill. Love yeah. it. Perfect. Is there anything that you think that you have really learned about yourself or about the world that you wouldn't have had the opportunity to do if you had gone directly into post-secondary? I'd say that the biggest life lesson I've learned was actually from phase of my life where I was really doubting which decision would be the best and during that phase that I was doubting my decision to make a gap year I found that I built up both taking a gap year and going to university as terrible options that could potentially dictate the way the rest of my life would go but now I see that both are good solid choices and taking a gap year isn't really all that terrifying or groundbreaking or even lonely and again I've known a lot of other people have taken a year or several years off and they ended up fine and to anybody who's listening to this you'll be fine being just one or two years older than most of your classmates in fact most likely there will be someone even older than you there and I don't know if this lesson will stick yet the next time I'm faced with a major decision but it is a step forward I love that um, and and I think if we could just circle back, you said you reached out to, uh, to some other people who you knew who had taken gap year, a gap year for advice when you were stepping into um, that decision for you. So I'm curious if you could reverse the roles as we kind of wrap up this conversation. What advice would you give to either your grade 12 self or to somebody who is now considering taking a gap year for themselves? So what, what advice would you give now being four months into the process? What would you share with someone else? That's a good question. <laughs> I would say that like f for a while that I, I read something about how like productivity articles online saying that how if you keep saying that you aren't going to do something just because you don't have the time to right now then you're probably not all that interested in it in the first place and that's having no time is just an excuse um and i would say that that's not really been true not for me it's like a lot of things that i always said that i didn't have time for in high school I actually ended up doing in my gap year, like taking singing lessons and learning more about uh, machine learning, uh, writing more, uh, exercising more, all of these things that I 
always just said that I didn't have the time to do, I actually ended up doing so. Um, if you're worried about taking a gap year because you feel like, just because um, you feel like you won't be productive, because if you, you feel like you're just making excuses in high school, saying that you have no time, I'd say that um, for me personally, that wasn't the case, that I actually ended up doing these things when I did have time. So yeah, you can surprise yourself with how productive you can be. Amazing. That is, that is really sage advice. And I like that you are rooting that in, in some of the other narratives that are out there uh, by these professionals talking about productivity, uh, because we're getting all of these messages and really time is one of our biggest assets. And uh, when we, when we talk about renewable and non-renewable resources time is non-renewable um money you can make money you can spend money so that's renewable um but when it comes to our time it is finite and we have this message of cram in as much as you can cut out all the stuff that's not essential and there's also this narrative out there about self-care and how important that is. And I think a gap year is a great way to kind of marry those two and start to find how to balance all of those pieces of who you are uh, between taking care of yourself and engaging in activities that are important to you, but also um, making time for those things that may have been squeezed out because of other uh, opportunities or other priorities at the time. Actually, that reminds me uh, to say that I actually do, despite everything that, like, uh, the things that I've done so far in my gap year, it's actually not a super cramped schedule. It's a lot more, I have a lot more time now than I do, than I did in high school. And I do actually spend a lot of time doing fun things like playing video games and stuff. Um, so, yeah, just, <laughs> and a thing that I had to learn at the beginning of taking a gap year first few months was that like each time that I was, I felt like I was wasting time, I felt bad about it and kind of ashamed of it. And then eventually I just kind of like had the idea, what if I just like treated this as something else that, you know, just happens naturally and just treat like productivity as something that'll happen naturally uh, if I don't force it. And I think that that's helped me get a better relationship with working on things as well, just like letting myself waste time and also letting myself be productive whenever I feel like it. What a great lesson um, to, to take away. And I think all of the, <clears throat> the parents listening to this can learn a lot from that as well. So no matter what stage of life you're at, um, there, there are times in your life where you are not going to be a top producer. And, and separating our, our self-worth from productivity, you, you are not more or less valuable whether you are being productive or not you have intrinsic value as a person and productivity is one of the ways that society is telling us we have value and so that's where the the gap year can get a bad rap like what's this going to look like on my resume what am i going to do what am i going to how am i going to be productive on this year 
that there's actually value in not being productive and finding out how to balance those two pieces. So I think you've, you've come across a real nugget of gold in what you just said. Um, and, and I think that's really profound that you've been able to navigate that and you've been able to come up with um, your own relationship with productivity in a way that's going to serve you really well. And I think that in taking that learning forward, especially going into a software engineering program, that is going to keep you much more mentally and emotionally healthy throughout your process uh, because it is going to be intense. And, and the fact that you now have this healthier relationship with productivity and, and the way that you view it and the way that you can prioritize when it's time to be productive and when it's time to relax a little bit will, will serve you in the long run for sure. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I, I did realize that a little bit um, talking to grade 12s and 13s this year, a lot of them do have the same problem that I did, which is just like uh, feeling terrible whenever they weren't being productive. And then yeah, I think that taking a gap year did help me get over that a little bit. Yeah, that's huge. Um, I know I know a lot of uh, students who struggle with that and a lot of adults who struggle with that as well. So I think that is definitely a key message to take out of this conversation for all of the listeners um, is really understanding how to decouple productivity and happiness um, and, and your sense of self-worth. So, so that's, a, that's a huge, huge piece there like take it at your own pace. I love it. And I think what a what a great way to to wrap up this conversation and uh, and to talk about and and to just reiterate that that take it at your own pace and that you are not setting yourself on any particular path by taking a gap year. If it is the right decision for you, like you said, then it is going to be a great year that will just be a part of your journey, uh, your life's journey. It's not going to be definitive about the, what all the next steps of your life will look like. It is just a piece of your journey that will help you to develop skills, help you to develop relationships, help you to develop a, a different sense of self and to make time for the other things in your life that that are important to you. So, so Carol, yeah. thank you so much for sharing your experience with us on the Gap Year podcast. It was such a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you. My pleasure.